What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cult Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Nathaniel from Dumbim, the death metal band from the UK. We caught up on all things about their brand new record, A Fine Game of Nil, their upcoming gig at Bloodstock, streaming services, the creative process, and a whole lot more. Check it out. Is that my background? Oh, the cops are coming. All right. Um, so yeah, that's Bru- good. Brooklyn. Let's okay, have, so you you have, have you have to move you have to move your studio <laughs> just uh, just in case they uh, they discover you. Right? Shut down my secret meth lab. No, that would be bad. Breaking bad. But uh, you know, hey, do you get do you get pirate radio over there? Um, some there may be some. Um, I was very into college radio at one point. I'm uh, sort of part of my schooling, but uh, I there must be some still. You know, I feel like mm. podcasts are the new pirate radio here. Mm. But uh, yeah, I I try to be you know cool. I care about the music. I care about bands. I care about bands and music getting their say. And it's so hard to cut through the noise. Mm-hmm. So everything I do, I try to see my website and our voice as a voice of support. Um, and I don't understand journalists who do combative, crazy. E- even if you had a combative person who was begging for a shakedown of some kind, I still wouldn't do it. Uh, if it happened naturally, and yeah. you never know, you get disagreements. Um, I interviewed Ian Hill very recently, one of my heroes on bass guitar from Judas Priest. There's a, a lifetime achievement to interview mm-hmm. Judas Priest after like 15, wow. almost 20 years of doing this. And he thought that I, I was That's like, I, I intimated that maybe, you know, I'm not trying, I wasn't trying to, I should say I didn't intimate, um, you know, I think he took some I said the wrong way and he started to get testy with me and then he calmed right. back down. <laughs> I was like, okay. oh no, please don't get offended. I love you. Please don't do this. Um, but he, I think he just mistook what I said. So sometimes as much as I love this communication form, I think sometimes the lack of in-person also suffers and I do quite a bunch yeah. of Skype to Europe um, and I'm, I'm in, you know, clearly American from New York with an accent mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm hyper and every high strung and everything. So hopefully it's good <clears> for you. I care. I, lo- I love your band. I love the record. And hopefully this is good for you. Um, <laughs> cool. That's what I can say. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, back from, uh, you know, a long hiatus with a new record. And you guys have all been busy doing other things in the meantime uh, and and super excited to chat. Um, a lot of exciting things going on. New album, A Fine Game of Nil, Apocalypse, which, uh, Apocalyptic Witchcraft Recordings. Of course, I was going to screw up one of my favorite words, Apocalyptic, but great record uh, in a in a year with uh, a lot of excellent death metal releases this is one of the better ones and uh i wanted to you know before we speak about bloodstock and other things i kind of wanted to talk about the record's been out about a month a little over a month uh and you know how's the reception been for you we we dug it over here sure well um firstly i'm very happy to hear that um i before we we went into that i just wanted to uh set the record straight there was never a hiatus there was there was a bit of a quieter period but there was never any actual interruption in activity we were always doing stuff we were always writing playing shows uh you know that there there were certain factors that got in the way of us actually um pushing things to the extent that we wanted to push them at the time so the actual album it's not something that you know we kind of switched the band back on 
four years ago and recorded it and that was it like that was in the making for the past 12 or so years okay so that's that's something that that is that some people find surprising but it's um yeah it's a thing and the the other thing uh with uh, the uh record label name just uh be grateful that it's not called something like epistemological witchcraft or something like that right on. uh so um um well uh, yes um before I, I kind of butted in with the points i wanted to make i appreciate the uh correction and it's good to get that out there, I think, you know, it's easy to mistake things. Of course, you guys worked the entire time. Of course, there were gigs. Of course, there was things happening. I think well, actually, well, you you didn't necessarily know that, you know, I, if, if you're if you're not if you don't live in London or you're not close to the activity, it's not something that's a given from the outside. Right. So I understand why you would have thought that. Yeah, fair enough. And, you know, I think maybe there are bands putting out too many records or not putting out, you know, a record is ready when it's ready. A band is ready when it's ready. Art is ready when it's ready and not before. So, you know, be damned what people want. I think there's a lot of bands on this sort of, we're all accustomed to in the journalism world, this cycle of write a new record, record yeah. tour over and over. And, you know, you it's it's okay to take your time and put it out when the time is right for you. There's, there is definitely this kind of pressure to churn things out. And I don't think we're at the worst end of that you know it's this is not only a, a field a kind of a subculture or subgenre in the industry where that's more accepted but you know when we're not in a place where that's where we get the same kind of pressure but i do it's it's kind of in some ways, it's implicit, and in other places, for other bands with other labels, it's more than just implicit. You know, if it's it's a it's there's a pressure to keep the the the, the momentum going, as it were, and kind of especially in this time where people's attention spans, you know, the 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 the, the, the um, yeah the, that particular factor that is discussed and over discussed the shortening of attention spans in this kind of era where that's the case there's even more pressure to keep people's attention and to sort of go hey 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 we're doing something hey we're doing something hey here's some content here's some pictures here's some this here's a new song here's a new you know bit of content for the sake of it and that is something we we do we do have a reasonably constant kind of uh, flow of content, but I'm passionately uh, against content for it for 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 the sake of just filling that gap. You know, we we have had some advice from various parts that oh it it don't don't overthink it. It doesn't matter. Just put something out so that the algorithm knows that you're alive and so that people get your stuff in front of their eyeballs. Okay. But I'm not prepared to do that. It has the, 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 the piece, the, the, the bit of whatever art, the creation, right? Even, even down to a photograph, it has to be an end in itself. It has to be its own thing and worth putting out in the first place. Right. Otherwise, it's just 
you're, you're just kind of you might as well be canning dog food okay <laughs> so so it's it, it, it's it's really true if you look at the different things and, and so on and I, I don't think necessarily our social media streams are, are you know the, the best curated or anything like that you the, you see some people who who do it really well and that's that's a different thing in itself but we're we're a band we're this the medium is the the, the, the music and to a certain extent the, the visual aspect you know including the video etc but it's primarily about the music primarily about the album format and maybe that's that's me showing my age or us showing our age but that's that's how you approach it if that makes sense perfect sense um, and uh i got i have to chime in and say i really appreciate you kind of helped me with a segue here because speaking of the album format it is a very strong album top to bottom there's no filler there's no mystery parts it's all there i love that it's on bandcamp i love that kind of right out of the gate it's fully fledged uh i think bandcamp really is the one platform that is very artist-centric and doesn't you know sort of depend on these other things these social media things these sort of spins and plays Bandcamp is very much the artist's platform not everybody loves it but I was pleased to see that your record is there um, I I generally agree with you <clears throat> on the Bandcamp front um, the, the, the label Apocalyptic Witchcraft have been really good with digital distribution like from the get go we've been on every platform that I could think of and more that I had no idea existed but were, were a thing that they're, they're really on it as far as that's concerned and as far as Bandcamp goes um, I I do like it a lot I would say I would argue that there's a social element to it that maybe they don't exploit as much as they could but there's definitely a certain amount of uh, opportunity for people to influenced by the fact that they actually spend their resources on the output of bands so if you follow certain people if you follow certain artists you'll be aware of of what they're doing and i think there's a certain amount of kind of social um, um virality there right and it's not the same as tape trading you know i i, I don't know how many people listening to this will be old enough to actually have depended on tapes to discover new music uh but you know in the 90s especially where i lived in belgium at the time there was no press to speak of there was only a record store there were my there was my circle of friends who got metal and it was you know either purchases or nth generation tape copies of stuff and that through that kind of that was a rite of passage as it were to actually be uh become included in that social circle that um you know went for that exchange of music and that kind of word of intensively word of mouth uh distribution etc and and you know you would savor 
every second of an album, especially if you dug it kind of thing. And it was a time when, uh, again, you know, big nostalgia trip, etc., where you'd go to a record store and you'd see an album cover and you'd you might buy the album on the strength of that cover. So I can autopsy mental funeral. I ummed an art for like at least five trips to, to music mania as it was called. And eventually I bought it and now it's one of my favorite records that, you know, that kind of thing. Now I suppose there are some equivalents to that type of social aspect to the, um, to the, to the behavior around that kind of subculture. But I think as a result of the loss of the exclusivity of music as an art form, you, you know, it's kind of lost a bit of its importance to some extent, but you know, maybe I'm wrong and maybe that's going to change as well. Um, anyway, massive tangent. So coming back to Bandcamp, um, yeah, I, I, I really like what they what they do. I really like how, how they've set it up. I, I do, again, think there's room for improvement, uh, room for allowing artists to promote themselves via the kind of the central Bandcamp hub. Uh, but um, they, they're doing good work. And to... to kind of follow on from that um spotify uh who i've you know massively berated on social media on multiple occasions and i'm i'm not i'm not their hugest fan but um since then especially i i do happen to know someone quite well who's who's a kind of senior back-end engineer there and and i think about half of the stuff that you hear about them is false and a lot of it is just generated because of the fact that they're not as transparent as they should be and there's certain things and features such as and i i could be wrong you know i could have misinterpreted what he said but things like the fact that skipping a track is a premium feature or the fact that you can't play an album in the order that the artist intended it to be which is egregious to me like deeply offensive and it's one of the reasons i i can't be bothered to use it fully really or or as to play stuff i'd rather go to youtube or buy the stuff on Bandcamp. but um the fact that those are premium features actually my understanding is that that comes from the labels not spotify itself so there's there, there are all these kinds of dynamics etc and there's there's also the fact that a lot of the people in spotify are kind of coding engineers and software people first and then maybe they'll care about music rather than you know it being really a dynamic that is massively involved in music so anyway um yes and coming back to your point about the album it it was it is primordial to the to the to the extent that it goes absolutely without saying that if i participate in something in a musical endeavor and we put an album out there isn't going to be a second of filler right at least from my point of view like otherwise if the band that you're part of isn't one of your favorite bands if not your favorite band you are wasting your time i don't know if you could swear if you can swear on your podcast 
but um, that, that would definitely okay well yeah uh if if the band that you're in isn't your favorite band or one of your like i don't know top five or top tens you're wasting your fucking time okay uh that that deserves emphasis so so yeah like i said no filler like uh, the, the when it comes to the actual you know crafting of of the songs there isn't really a formula and you know it it's it's really a it's about getting to a point where you feel that sense that the 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 piece is is in a state that you're happy with like and it's it's a really visceral thing it's kind of a you you can't put your finger on it it's just yes that feels right this sits well this is now in the state that i wanted to but there's no real like there's no map from the the blank blank page or blank you know tape not tape but hard disk to the point where you have your your kind of finished thing if it's 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 a black art i can tell you the kinds of features that songs that i feel work tend to share in terms of the the kind of the composition process or the the crafting process but i i can't give you a straight line right If, if you see what i mean so but every single one of those songs at, at one point when we decided, yes, that's right. We're happy with that. That's, that's kind of a, a feeling like an intangible sense of this sits right. This exists correctly now that we've worked on it enough kind of thing. So that's why there's no filler. Yeah. yeah killer. Of course. Um, I do love not, not to harp on this topic, but I'll wrap it up by saying the one thing that I do appreciate about Bandcamp that reminds me of tape trading is metal, mm-hmm. metal Bandcamp gift club. And some of those people, I'm not part of it, but I follow it as a, just a fan, not just a journalist. And, uh, I like the recommendations of those folks, including some of them had purchased your record and, you know, shared that they had. And I bought, I liked music so much. I bought it on Bandcamp. You see those tweets all the time for the social media people. And it's just good to know that there's, you know, in, in 2019, when there's a lot of fluff and there is a lot of filler out there and, you know, that there are people, and I, I don't want to say tastemakers, but people whose taste is, you know, respected also got behind some really good art like your music. So I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative as a fan, as well as a person in the journalistic community. Sure. Um, I wasn't aware of that much to my discredit so you're going to have to send me a link after the uh, after the chat yep um yeah i had another point i completely oh. uh, left my mind <laughs> no worries it can always come back to you but uh uh furthermore uh you know uh, so the album is out and uh, gigs are booked and obviously Bloodstock is this weekend, which is huge. Um, I, I'm sure you've played some festivals before. Do you have any uh, sort of, uh, you know, Bloodstock can be a bit of a mash with all the bands and clashes. Uh, any plans for, you know, what type of set you've booked? Is it going to be mostly new music or a bit of everything? Um, kind of, uh, I think... We can say emphasis on the new stuff, but a bit of old stuff as well. Let's say half, half, like 40, 60, something like that. And um, so, yeah. You, are you a fan of festivals yourself or you prefer club gigs? I like both. Um, club gigs tend to be less of a hassle to go to. There's always the thing with festivals where 
no matter how many times it happens, or at least so far it, it's remained a novelty where, you know, you travel halfway across the country or halfway across the continent or something like that, or, or like even Maryland Death Fest. Um, and you you bump into all these people who go to all these other gigs and you know it's like you're 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 with your your people and and that's that's always kind of funny how um you 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 just all travel to the same place i mean obviously it makes sense if you think about it for you know a fraction of a second why that would occur but there's a part of me that's always surprised and always finds it novel so so yeah anyway but um club gigs uh sure um one one of the things i try to do whenever i travel for whatever reason is to attend shows in that locality so for example i've been to quite a few shows in seattle but uh, but yeah so I'll, I'll i'll go out of my way to uh, to attend shows um in the uh, in the locality so i've been to quite a few shows in seattle i've been to I uh, don't think I've been to any New York actually, um, but uh, gone to some in Ireland quite a lot. Uh, obviously, when we play abroad, that's a different experience, and you always get a sense of what the the social dynamic in that place is, as well as to see the bands and obviously you know whatever. But you you it's 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 always interesting to to kind of get a more close up and personal sense of how people are and how they react to music and how the, 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 the dynamic between the band and the crowd is, right? So if, if you want, I'll give you a, quite a specific example, right? So uh, the, the part, I guess, of the standard stage banter of pretty much any band with a recent release, especially one who's trying to push something, uh, not thinking of anyone in particular, uh, is, you know, hey, buy our record or, you know, we've got some limited edition stuff behind the merch stand you know go and go and check it out and stuff and here when i say here i mean the uk and to some extent europe um the 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 reaction tends to be like yeah we know just get on with the set you know and when i when i went to seattle uh one time and i saw this bmoth 1349 and goat hall gig which at Studio Seven, which was really good, like really good, like the sound was great, the enthusiasm was there, the crowd, etc. Uh, Goat Hall absolutely killed it. I think they they stole the night, even though Behemoth were headlining. Um, but one thing that struck me was 1349, who we toured with previously, etc. So um, the, the 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 singer went. Yeah, we've got this uh, limited edition vinyl down to like five copies. And the reaction was this roar from the crowd, like, yeah, sell us stuff. You know, they didn't say that, but that, that was the kind of sense that I got. And it really surprised me. It was it was a, a, a bit of a, a culture shock. I mean, I guess a, a positive culture shock, but I think it's – it's uh, revealing of the fact that I guess in 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 North America, 
the, the kind of the, the, the sales process is a lot more trusted and respected than it is maybe over here and maybe people are, are just more enthusiastic about stuff as a whole i don't know you know maybe I'm, I'm just projecting stuff and whatnot but like differences like that differences in the way people dress go about what kind of bands they're into you know the the, the look like i saw imperial triumphant the first time at a seattle gig uh, supporting absu and they were great, and and now they're they're kind of they're, they're killing it, you know. They're, they're, they're they've grown in the past, you know, five years since I saw them, and so on. So, um, and I, I'm assuming you're familiar with them being from uh, from New York as well. So, definitely. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know if that answers your question. It doesn't tell you which <laughs> which type of gig I prefer, but uh, yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll get you uh, back to America and to New York City for some gigs, and we can meet in person. But um, yeah, we'd love to get you back here, uh, whether it's Maryland Death Fest or one of these Death Fests or a great tour uh, like that tour package you mentioned, which I also saw. And uh, I agree, Goat Horror is one of those bands that could almost steal any show they're on, festival, gig, anything. Um, Just so confident. Just so on it. Like, they could they could do it with uh, with i don't know uh, hip hop playing in headphones they could still playing an amazing kick I saw them in a little little bar a cup like a year and a half ago. It was one of the craziest gigs I ever saw. Just a tiny, not even a stage, a floor that had amps and a drum kit on it, and it was packed. And people were going bananas. Even in this tiny little place, there were people standing outside of the door to go out of the building in this one-off little gig, and it was pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, man, um, glad to hear. You know, you guys are hopefully have some stuff in the works. We'll get you to see some more touring and um, again, perhaps get over here to the States. That would be wonderful. Um, we're, we're constantly uh, exploring uh, those kinds of opportunities and we're definitely open to anybody in in on your side of the Atlantic uh, if, if they want to bring us over. We know of a couple of success stories such as Zelot Cult who played, uh, I think, St. Vitus and a few more shows on the East Coast a uh, couple of months ago, maybe a bit less. But uh, they, they seem to have done reasonably well out of that. And uh, apart from anything else, if they can do it, then there's no reason why, why we shouldn't, despite you know all the kind of visa etc limitations it, it is quite expensive i know it's not necessarily obvious to anybody who lives in the u.s like how challenging it can be even for let's say fairly trade friendly uh countries but it, it is it, it's it's a mission uh for lack of a better way of putting it but yeah we're we're totally open to it and we're we're looking to uh to, to playing at at some point us too man we hope you we hope you get here in the meantime we'll keep flying that flag and spinning that record and uh put it in everybody's ear and hope they hope they get to get that passion uh, i really tell your friends i'm gonna tell all my friends um i really appreciate 
the time. Daniel, it's been a real pleasure speaking to you. I love your point of view and take on a lot of things we spoke about today. And uh, I wish you the best. Have an incredible gig at Bloodstock and we'll keep our eyes peeled and ears peeled for more. Hey, thanks very much for having me. And uh, yeah, check out the album streaming on uh, on all platforms, uh, including, I think, Pandora, if you if you go for that kind of thing. But but yeah, uh, buy, buy the vinyl. There's a limited edition. Uh, that's gold vinyl with a uh, A A one poster. I think I've just uh, I've just seen it. It looks. I'm I'm very happy with the result. I'm very happy with the outcome. And um, yeah, just uh, thank you very much for having us, and hopefully uh, meet you soon. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.